is not to say that we can't operate in masculine energy, but it's about balance. You're listening to the Big Sister Complex Podcast, the podcast where two big sisters and recovering perfectionists figure out their 20s in real time. We're exploring the elements of our lives from building relationships to establishing our early careers and celebrating all of the imperfections along the way. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Big Sister Complex Podcast. I'm Riley. And I'm Chelsea. Chelsea and I are in our gym rat era. We are living it up. Yeah. Back at the gym. We've been really consistent. It's only been like a week and a half, (laughs) but for a week and a half, we've been very consistent. And I will say that I'm really proud of myself because this is not a group fitness thing. It's Mm -hmm. the gym, like all on your own, buddy, figure it out. And I'm going to be honest, those are very intimidating for me. Mm -hmm. And so just going, I think I went like a few times without you. That was scary. And then, but just having someone else come with you is way less intimidating. Yeah. It's nice to have like a buddy and you can kind of bounce around. We found a really good rhythm Mm -hmm. that I love. I'm not sure if it's like correct because we, (laughs) the thing is we don't know how to program a workout. So it's like, we're not training. We're just like working out, which is better than nothing. But I want to learn how to like write a program. But anyway, we do like 20 minutes in like the free weights or machines, Mm -hmm. 10 minutes of core and like 20 minutes of cardio. Yeah, it's, it's been very nice. It's kind of models what I did when I went to Orange Theory, you know, like the yeah, three different stations, cardio, all of that, weightlifting, um, just without the expensive price tag. <laughs> <laughs> but what I found, we don't like the machines. No. We did them once and we weren't like jello-y. And I if didn't you feel don't, anything. yeah, if you don't feel jello-y, even kind of shaky as you're leaving and then jello-y the next day, I just don't feel like it was worth it. But I don't understand because, like, I genuinely feel like I maxed out, like, like on the leg press. I could mm-hmm. not have pushed any more weight. So it must be just a form thing. Like, I just don't know how to use them properly or something. But right. I just didn't – I felt like it was really challenging, which felt good in the moment. Yeah. But, I, like, if I just do RDLs with dumbbells, I, like, am struggling I, to walk the next day. What is an RDL? It's a Romanian deadlift. It's like when you're standing and you hinge, mm-hmm. you press your hips back, mm-hmm. the weights like go down your legs mm-hmm. and then you squeeze your hips or oh, squeeze okay. through and press What forward. makes it Romanian versus just a regular deadlift? Girl, don't ask me. No. I just know what it's called. Because I'm know. like, I just call those deadlifts. Well, I think deadlifts, oh my God, we're going to like, someone's going to tell us we're wrong. I'm pretty sure deadlift is just like the word for that kind of lift where like, your weight is either on the floor or like mm-hmm. you're hinging until you feel it in your hamstrings and you lift up. But like when I did, I took a weight training class in high school. Oh, okay. And when we did deadlifts, we stood in this like contraption yeah. that goes around your legs <gasps> and then you put plates on either side. Yeah. And then we would lift it up and the thing stayed like around you. Oh. And down. So I don't know if that's a regular deadlift in Romania is something else. We should look it up. But yeah. I feel dumb for just saying this yeah. out loud. We're posers. We're definitely, like, learning. We're not gym experts at all. Not gym it's experts. It's just been fun. I come from much more of, like, a group fitness place. Like, I mm-hmm. teach Pilates classes, so that's my comfort zone. Yeah. So this is outside of that, but I feel really balanced now, like, having both. I like it well one because i'm starting to see the same people Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay i see you out here and me and drew keep seeing this one guy and he comes and he does his little peloton app at the gym to do their little weight training classes i'm like wait that's fun so i guess we could like look up programs you know 
Yeah, I've been there. following people on TikTok and like saving them. There's just so much I don't know. Like, people will be like, "Here's a seven day split. Like, if you work out seven days a week, you do like this on this day." Or people will do like a four day split. So it's yeah. like, I feel like we need an actual schedule of like, this is how many days a week we're gonna lift weights, and then right. we can determine a split. And then when you can determine your split, then you can program like, okay, I'm gonna Around do it. like core and cardio on this day. I'm gonna do like you know, whatever, lower body on this day, upper body on this day, or, like, mm-hmm. backs I and thighs on this day, glutes and hammies on this day. I love our days where we do core and cardio every day and then a different muscle group. Well, that's what feels comfortable to me because that's how you do Pilates. Aside mm-hmm. from cardio, like, yeah. I don't do cardio and Pilates, but I like doing core all the time. Mm-hmm. Me too. But that's just because I desperately want a toned core. Same. It's that okay. postpartum life. It's rough. <laughs> Mine's just like a post-poor diet life. (laughs) No. (laughs) But we've been trying really hard, and Mm -hmm. I feel good about it. And it's nice to have, like, a buddy that can motivate you. Yeah. And we just recently found out some of our friends also have memberships to the same gym. So we're going to go and just walk on the treadmills and chitty chat together, and I think it's going to be so fun. Yeah. That'll be great. I I feel like between that and, like, our regular stuff and my classes, I'll be feeling good. Yeah. It adds a night. It's helped me mentally so much. Like, I just noticed such a huge difference if I'm moving versus if mm-hmm. I'm not. Like, I was telling Chelsea earlier, I feel like I'm exiting my flop era finally. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we've talked a couple episodes back. I was just, like, not doing great and just kind of accepting it. Like, yeah. and I think it's really been a long time. It's been, like, probably, I don't know, like, almost a year. Yeah. Maybe, like, nine months of just, like kind of living at rock bottom and being like it's fine I'll just be down here until I'm not and I think it's really good to like allow yourself to be where you're at and to Mm -hmm. acknowledge like I'm not doing great right now and like that's okay and I'm not going to shame myself for that but I got to the point where it was like it was no longer serving me to right to like accept where I was at yeah and I think there's a period of time where like sometimes you just need to be okay with where you're at Mm -hmm. And I just gave myself that time, and now I'm over it. Yeah. And how, you know, like, intuitive of yourself to know, like, all right, I don't need to be here anymore. Yeah. Like, this is here. It served its purpose. But, like, I feel like a new energy about you of, like, excited to, like, go back to the gym. And not that you weren't, like, going to the gym or working out, but it's just, like. Well, I was doing bare minimum. I right. was, like, teaching my classes and maybe working out, like, once or twice a week outside right. of teaching. And that's, like not enough for mm-hmm. my brain yes you know yeah and I've seen it. it's not even like going to the gym is for a physical thing it's more of like you want the mental break yeah I, honestly that's kind of more what it is for me it's like an hour away from my house where I'm there every day an hour of not being a mom which mm-hmm. is like super important like just being able literally we just actually got back from a class that you taught it was my first time going to one of your Pilates classes which yeah. that was so fun. That was fun but it was like like you said in your class like this is your hour like yeah. this is just for you and that's what my mind has been when I go to the gym is like I don't need to think about the next time my daughter's going to nap or what she's going to eat or anything like that like I just get to be myself here yeah and even if it's me going and I don't even do something crazy but walk on like the treadmill in the movie theater room for like 45 minutes that's still more than enough for my mind to feel better and for me that's mostly what it's about right now is like giving my mental self a break and like 
and obviously the physical benefits are great but i've i've been loving the mental ones more yeah and i I always say something like that in my classes because i need the reminder too like Mm -hmm. i need the reminder that like my grocery list is still going to be there when i leave my to-do list whatever i'm working on at work or like for my girls who are students like that homework it's all still going to be there Mm -hmm. when you walk out the door and Sometimes if you're in like a fitness class or you're at the gym, like that could be the only period of time in your entire day where like no one is expecting anything from you yep. and you get to give yourself a hundred percent of your attention and your focus and your energy. Yeah. And that is so important because if we don't give ourselves that time where we truly pour into ourselves, then that's when you burn out and that's right. when like you don't have anything to give to other people. And I've just noticed since I've been... Like, I don't even want to say, like, more disciplined because it doesn't feel hard. No, you know what I mean? I know fine. it's only been – it hasn't been that long. It's been, like, two weeks since we really started going to the gym. Mm-hmm. But I it hasn't felt hard. No, Like, it's I haven't fine. felt yeah. like, oh, I need to go. I don't want to go, but I need to go. Like, I felt so excited to be like, okay, for the next hour, mm-hmm. I don't need to look at my phone. I don't need to, like, worry about work. No one's expecting to hear from me. Michael yeah. knows I'm at the gym. My friends – aren't you know right and also it's just like people don't need 24 7 access to you no so i think it's healthy to like cut yourself off from the world for just an hour yeah that's like we okay also i feel like <laughs> we haven't recorded a podcast in so long because we like batch recorded them because yeah. we were going to be doing a lot of stuff so i've missed chatting but we did a sound bath a few weeks ago yes and it all was like that same mindset of like this is your hour to like relax and that friday it was a friday night we did it i have never had like such restful sleep than i did that night because my mind was just so cleared Mm -hmm. i sat there it was a challenge but to not you know think of things because obviously your mind is racing yeah but the discipline of slowing your mind down of Mm -hmm. when a thought comes in just to let it exit like a cloud slowly does like that's what the instructor said yeah and the discipline of letting thoughts come in and out I think is a huge thing yeah and I, for me that's what I feel like I can do at the gym it's like yeah. I have a thought and maybe I jot it down like if it's a grocery item or something like that but then I just also let it go and being able to let my mind do that is probably the healthiest thing for me right now right because you can't stop yourself from thinking like that's something that we talk about a lot in yoga too mm-hmm. like yoga any movement that you're doing whether it's yoga or meditation or even something like pilates that's a little slower yeah it's half the challenge is being like mentally present because it's so easy like when your body's moving slowly your brain wants to overcompensate and be Mm -hmm. like okay how can i be productive in this time or like Mm -hmm. what can i you know i do the same thing sometimes even as i'm like falling asleep i'm like okay what's my schedule for tomorrow morning i'm gonna wake up at five i'm gonna shower do my skincare eat my breakfast take ruby out and I like make a whole schedule yeah and I'm like I don't need to do that tomorrow's gonna come and it's gonna happen mm-hmm. and I'm gonna do everything that needs to get done I'm yeah. not gonna wake up tomorrow and forget to feed my dog no. so it's like I don't need to make a mental note of okay I need to feed Ruby exactly at 7 a.m like I'm gonna do it yeah and she'll remind you if you don't probably right and it's like we spend so much mental energy thinking about the future so much and it's such a like cliche to say this but like when you force yourself to be present mm-hmm. and you allow thoughts to like enter and exit and just don't try to like stop yourself from thinking but also don't follow those thoughts and be like running around in your brain trying to keep everything together it's yeah. so good for you 
Yeah. It was fun at the sound bath. She had us, like, Mm -hmm. focus on certain adjectives or, like, mantras or something for ourselves that, like, we wanted to leave feeling about ourselves. And then there was a small time where we were, like, where she had us address, like, something where we were, like, lying to ourselves about or we would just, like, wanted to, like, overcome or something like that and, like, push that to the side. Mm -hmm. And for me, this is, like, very interesting. I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, becoming a mom or something, but... I, this is going to be like a loaded thing, but like, I don't feel, okay, I feel the most confident in myself that I ever have, even though I'm probably not at my like physical best that I've ever been at. You know what I'm saying? Like I've probably physically been able to run a mile shorter or whatever, like all those different benchmarks and I had a baby. So there's that, but it's like, I feel more confident in who I am now than I ever have. And so even when we were in that sound bath, I was like, yeah, there's, like, some things I'm, like, upset about myself, but I actually wanted that time to be, like, no, I'm, like, really proud of myself. Like, like, encouraging speak to myself, because that has never been, not never, but, like, for the most of my life, like, encouraging speak to myself is not the main soundtrack going on in my head. It's, like, oh, you can do this better, don't wear those shorts, all of those, like, different types of things, and that hour of just being able to, like, speak positively over myself, I think has also really helped mentally you know I don't know all of this stuff just like clearing out the negativity yeah I think about that like I feel like manifestation is a very big thing right now Mm -hmm. like I hear everyone talking about manifesting and like the whole I'm a lucky girl thing like saying you're a lucky girl and good things will happen to you I don't know what I think about that right at this point in time but I do know nothing bad is going to come from talking positively to yourself. Right. So I will like, it's so cheesy, but I have like a sticky note on Mm -hmm. my computer right now. I don't even know what it says because I wrote it down last week. But if I have like a self-affirming thought that I want to be the soundtrack of my Mm -hmm. mind, I will write it down and like I will look at it because otherwise the soundtrack of my mind is like very critical, self-doubt anxious and so instead of just accepting that being like well I guess I'm just an anxious person I guess I'm just my own worst critic like I'm so sick of people just accepting that and being like I'm my own worst critic it's like I and I'm preaching to myself because I say that all the time (laughs) but it's like but do we have to be like I'd rather be my like my own biggest fan like yeah I want to be be my biggest fan my biggest supporter my biggest encourager and not in like a prideful way but in like a believing in myself yeah, you have one life that yeah. we know of you have one life <laughs> you have one like brain yeah and the way you speak to yourself matters and it if it informs your actions like mm-hmm. your thoughts inform your actions and that determines your life yep so it's like i'm not gonna just settle for well i guess i'm just critical i guess i just don't trust myself i have self-doubt whatever like whatever mm-hmm. it is it's like no i'm then i'm gonna write down like if I'm interviewing for a job, I'm not going to sit around and overanalyze and be anxious after my interview. Right. I'm going to say, like, I don't chase, I attract. Even though right. that's a cheesy thing that people say they use to manifest. Like, yeah. I would. I don't think I would even say I'm manifesting. But it's like, I want to be a person who attracts good things in my life. Right. So, and like, I've already done what I can. I've done the interview or whatever it is. Right. Like, I've done, I've studied for the test. So, like, I'm not going to chase it with anxiety and mm-hmm. like... And like chase things away from me I'm just going to attract the good things mm. and even if the outcome isn't what I want I'm gonna attract like a lesson learned or like right. I'm gonna attract 
like a new perspective yeah it's like literally psychology shows how you think determines how you feel which that determines how you behave Mm -hmm. and so like your thought life and like like what we've been saying the soundtrack of our mind is so important because because of going to the gym and working out and like taking an hour away from myself or prioritizing girls nights like I'm thinking about myself better and it's making me feel better so even though and it's like yeah of course I'm prioritizing my health a little bit more like I'm eating differently because I'm going to the gym like all of it's interconnected but it I think it's just giving yourself the space to like take the time it's like we live in a society where there's not time for everything like don't have time to go to the gym because mm-hmm. I'm working overtime and then I'm doing this and I'm doing that but it's like giving yourself an hour away from your phone away from a screen away from like the demands of the world and people around you it will do so much more for yourself than like you think yeah and I want to emphasize like I think for you and I in this season mm-hmm. we've found going to the gym to be like a fun thing that we do together or by ourselves and right. that's like how we bring this about but it could be anything like your hour that you could take for yourself could be meditating it could be going for a walk laying on a blanket in nature or it could literally just be like I feel like sometimes people overcomplicate it and they're like oh I need to you know go watch the sunrise on the beach (laughs) like that's great but on your average day you're not going to do that right and so I think whatever is could be a small thing I think giving yourself that time and making that a part of your life, not making it like a one-time thing because it's not enough to just give yourself one hour a year and be like, well, Mm -hmm. I spent time with myself for an hour. Like you need to prioritize yourself as much as you prioritize everyone else in your life. And you need to prioritize yourself as much as you prioritize your job and Mm -hmm. your work and your relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think, we fall into like this kind of slippery slope where everyone wants to be selfless which is beautiful like people want to serve they want to be selfless they want to be seen as like someone who's dependable and good in relationships but it's like if i if michael came to me and was like hey he would never do this but if he was like hey i don't want you to go to the gym anymore i'd rather you stay home and like hang out with me right i'd be like what you're wanting is connection and if I don't have time for myself I'm not going to connect with you because I'm going to be thinking about other things or like I'm not going to have that reset from time for myself yeah so then I'd say okay how can we supplement this in another way like let's wake up an hour earlier once a week and like you know read together go on a walk or like do whatever right again I want to emphasize he would never say that (laughs) because he knows how important it is and he has his own things that, like, he does in his own way. So he right. gets it personally as well. But I just think we want to serve people, which is beautiful. But when you are neglecting yourself, you're not going to serve people as much as you could. Yeah. One of Drew and I's mentors, um, we had to call them about, like, a situation. And he said to us, like, it's good to be gracious and it's good to be generous. But you don't want to give to the point of which you are in need and now people need to give to you yeah and so like I was like man I need to apply that in every area of my life like Mm -hmm. even though Drew and Blair are the most important things to me in the world I cannot give to them to the point of that I don't have anything else for me because then I'm not going to be the best for them so it's like I need to learn and even how to do that with like work and all these other things like learning to take this hour which honestly a while ago it wasn't the gym like Mm -hmm. you said it was like sitting on the couch literally staring at a wall because that's all I had energy and time for yeah but like learning to take that time 
to make myself stronger for other people obviously for myself but also for like the other people around me is been just like a game changer yeah another thing i've been doing a ton of is reading yep which i'm so happy like i'm really proud of myself in this moment because i remember a while ago we did an episode and i was talking about like things that i'm taking back for myself and Mm -hmm. i really feel like i have yeah like I, I said I wanted to take back reading. I said I wanted to take back, like, being active and working out however that felt and, like, journaling. And I've really been doing those things. And it's insane to me how, like, small things – like, I'm not reading, like, literature about Gandhi. Like, I'm reading <laughs> – <laughs> I'm reading, like, book talk books. <laughs> I'm not reading anything, like – I'm still in my anti-self-help era. Like, I'm yeah, not – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess the only thing kind of like that – I am reading for my yoga teacher training right now, so – reading a lot of like yogic thought texts yeah but that's not like self-help that's that's you educating yourself it's more like philosophy Mm -hmm. which is really interesting and it doesn't feel even i underlined something in one of my books today and i'm not going to try to pronounce it because i will mess it up and then i will cancel myself but i'll think about it and say it next time we record anyway i underlined a thing and it was like the purpose of this is not supposed to be instructional Mm -hmm. like everything you need to know is already in you wow and I was like, that is so beautiful. Like, it's more of just like pulling out of what's already inside of you. And it's so countercultural. Like, yeah. I feel like everything right now is like, these are five things you need to know, five ways you can transform your marriage, <laughs> 10 steps to take to be a boss babe, like, six things you can do today, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like this it's consumer like, mindset. Yeah. And it's like, I have something you need. Watch my video, read my book, whatever. And I think there is definitely a place for that. Like, I know that we have people in our lives who are, yeah create content like that and that's amazing i think it's important to recognize in yourself when you are willing to embrace those things and when you're not right and i think it's a seasonal thing yep and like right now so i'm not saying like i'm a completely different person than i was a few months ago because a few months ago i was in a really dark place and i was like and i don't want self-help content right and i would say right now i'm not in a dark place but i still don't want self-help content right. i still like i want to lean into my own intuition mm-hmm. and that's why it was so refreshing when i read that i was like this isn't an instruction everything you need's already in you you can just read this for pleasure i was like wow that's crazy so there's no book report at the end yeah, well there is actually for my yoga thing but <laughs> <laughs> but if i weren't reading it for a certification then yeah then it would just be for enjoyment that's a weird mindset for me I know. Well, I feel like especially you are so, like, you retain information so that you can share. Mm. Even, like, casually with me. Like, I feel like so many of our conversations, I almost wish that, like, the podcast was just recording all the time and we could just pull out (laughs) clips of our conversations because they're so good. But I feel like I'll just be in Chelsea's car, like, casually driving around. She's Mm -hmm. just, like, dropping bombs of, like, wisdom and knowledge on me. She's like, I was reading this parenting book. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, filing that away. Well, I just, I know that's like, I said, I'm going to read a book for fun. I'm going to read fiction. And then I read a book on like parenting and families and all of that, which mm-hmm. honestly is fun for me. So I'm not going to be mad at myself. Yeah, don't be mad. I think I'm going to enter their Harry Potter series, but that's a tangent. I, yeah, no, the, I, I love reading to learn, mm-hmm. I guess. And I, I haven't figured out the muscle of reading for like entertainment or like enjoying which not that I don't enjoy the books that I read but it's like it feels like a waste of time to Mm. sit down and read a book that has no like it can't make 
me better or I don't have like a challenge out of it, which is not a good thing. Yeah. Not like, a great mindset. <laughs> no, like for you said in the past few months you've read more books. Yeah, between July and we're recording this in the first week of September. So yeah. between July and September, I've read more books than I read between January and June. And they've all been fun ones. Yeah. And I'd Well, like, no, not all. But a lot of them have. I've read, again, my like yoga books I wouldn't call fun. Like no. I read the Yamas and Niyamas and the other one that I can't pronounce. It's something like, it, the last word is Gita. <laughs> <laughs> If you look up like yoga Gita book, you'll find it. It's longer. It's eight times longer than the Iliad and the Odyssey combined. Oh. But I'm not reading the whole thing. I'm reading like an abridged version. Okay. I'm like, that's but insane. But it's pulled from that like insanely long and it's insanely old. Like, that's cool. Text. So anyway, it's very interesting. And it's also interesting like to read something that's written from such a completely different worldview and perspective of mine. Mm. Not even like culturally, just in time. Yeah, oh yeah. Because it's so old. It's so old. And so anyway, it's it's been really, really interesting. So not all like quote unquote fun books, but I've read a lot of fun books. I know. I read, I'm on like, I'm in my like fantasy era with reading, which is not my usual, but I've been loving it. So what what books? So um, our friend Rachel, shout out to Rachel. She recommended The Fourth Wing. Okay. And I don't remember the authors. I'm sorry. I'm the worst writer because I never remember an author's name. <laughs> Um, Fourth Wing, it's super good. It's like, okay, I'll give you like a summary. It's it's kind of like Divergent meets Harry Potter. Okay, but so like with dragons. Well, Harry Potter has dragons. So basically, it's like about this girl, and she grows up in this family of like really badass, like strong fighters and like warriors. Mm-hmm. And her mom is like the general for their entire country. Yeah, but she's like. A very soft like feminine mm-hmm. like wants to be a scribe girl yeah but her mom is like no like in our family we're dragon riders and fighters so you have to do that and if you die you die and she's like cool thank you cool cool and so she basically goes on to like it's kind of like in divergent when they split into factions yeah and she wanted to go into one but then she gets forced into the other one by her mom mm-hmm. so it is very much like divergent like how the main character in that is not like a natural born fighter but she joins this like fighting right group so it's all about that but there's you know it's like magic and romance and Ooh, so there's love war there is love yeah i'd say it's mm. <laughs> <laughs> there's some loving in there I'd say it's not for children. Cannot recommend to all ages. Yeah, not safe for work. But great book. And it's really not that bad. I feel like people overestimate how much. I'm like, okay, have you watched a movie in the last 10 years? For then sure. Then it's nothing you haven't heard of. Literally it's just reading it, so it's different. Any Netflix original. Oh, my God. They're, like, some of the worst. <laughs> the worst. The stuff They're they put on the Netflix. Worst. I'm like, how's this legal? Anyway, I digress. But to go back to what you said about, like, reading, here's what I think. So... I feel like I am more entertained at this point in my life by books than I am by shows. Ugh, like wow. even I'm I'm watching Gilmore Girls for the first time. Which hold on, how old are you? I'm 26. <laughs> and you're just now watching. I can't. It's so good. It is my comfort show right now yeah, for of sure. Course. But if I watch that too long, I get bored and I'll like be on my phone during it. And right. then if I start getting on my phone, I'm like, no, like I love this show. I want to give it my full attention when I'm watching it, so I turn it off. Yeah. But when I'm reading, like, mm. I can read for hours, like, hours and hours and hours, and I do not get bored, and I do not get distracted, 
And like on reading, you can't be like scrolling on Instagram while you're reading. So I just feel like I'm so present. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like a waste of time because it's also like I'm like building a world in my mind with my imagination. And it just is so much more engaging to me than watching TV. Well, I'll see. I'll try at some point. Yeah. If you need a book, let (laughs) me know. Or let Rachel know. She's got like a whole library. I texted her because I was going on a trip and it was like a long trip. I had like an entire day of flights where I had like a four mm-hmm. hour layover and then the next day I was driving for eight hours mm-hmm. well I wasn't driving I was riding in a car my mom was driving and so I texted her I was like I need a book that's like at least 500 pages I'm open to pretty much any genre I just read all of the Emily Henry books so I want something <laughs> a little different and she sent me that one and I bought it and I devoured it and read it in like a few days and the sequel comes out in November mm-hmm. and then I started reading the Akatar series so I'm on the third book of that Okay, when people say that, I think they're saying Avatar. <laughs> it does sound And like I that. said, oh, shoot, Avatar has books. I want to read them. <laughs> no, it's A Court of Thorns and Roses is the first book. Oh. So I don't even, this is like, I couldn't even tell you what they're called. It's like A Court of Thorns and Roses and like something like Mist and Fury, I think is the second one. And the third one, I don't even know what it is, but it's, they're very, very good. But that one's a little more like they're fairies. Oh, it's, I think you've told me about that. Yeah, one. it's very like <laughs> divisive. Like people either love them or hate them, but I'm just in my like happy to be reading era. I'm not right. like judging a book on merit, you know. Right, for sure. So I'm like as long as it keeps my attention and I'm interested in the plot, I'm going to read it. Keep reading. Yeah. So Riley and I have been talking a lot about feminine energy. I feel like we've been seeing it on TikTok, listening to podcasts. Which is I don't know, maybe people have been talking about it for a while, but I'm just now being introduced to like the concept of it. And Wait, can we tell a story of when you came over to my house and you saw the playlist on my TV? <laughs> I went over to Riley's house for a simple wine and cookies or something night. Just wine and chatting. Yeah, just chitty chats. And she you're has, wondering what Chelsea and I do on like a Wednesday night. We that's just it. drink wine on my couch and talk. Yep. That sounded like someone was blasting Alvin the Shipmunks. <laughs> I hope they were. Anyway, you came over for wine and chitty chats. I was at your house for wine and chitty chats. Ow! My phone just <laughs> fell on my foot. Sorry. Okay. Let's start over. Okay, okay. I was at Riley's house. We were just hanging out, wine and chitty chats. And one thing you have to know about Riley and Michael is, like, if you're coming over to their house, there will be a good playlist on. Like, that is not even up for discussion. There will be one. Thank you. And even if you're, like... Sometimes, you know, obviously Drew and I can be the first ones there. So then they're going to have like their chill playlist. But then they're like, oh, people are here. Now here's our party playlist. Like you can switch. They switch it up sometimes. Yeah. So, of course, there was a playlist on. And I, <laughs> and it was her Spotify like searched. It was searched like feminine energy. And then she just like, and first off, there are so many playlists with that title. So yeah. other people are really feeling it. And that was our playlist title for the night. And it really was a feminine energy. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed tonight in my Pilates playlist, but I pulled a ton of my songs for my August Pilates playlist from that. I had, I, I don't. It was like, I am woman. There's a song called like Feminine Energy, I think by Willow. Like. Well, if you think um, I can remember the songs outside of like the sheer pain my abs were feeling. (laughs) No. Well, it's very feminine. It was. It was a good playlist. Mm-hmm. It set the mood, like the vibe, yeah. very well. And 
then we talked about feminine energy and i feel like i don't know i guess i've been seeing a lot of tiktoks on it we've been listening to this one podcast yeah feminine as f word (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to say it but and actually it's a great podcast i love listening to it because she's very um educational in what she says and like pulls the research and like statistics and has a whole bunch of training so i like listening to her thoughts it's not just like someone yeah i've been binging her podcast lately yeah it's very interesting. Her name is Monica, and um, I really enjoy listening to her because she is, like Chelsea said, like very educational, but she also is very like informal about it. Like mm-hmm. she's like, okay, here's what you need to know, blah blah blah, and she's like, if you're doing this, like stop doing that, yeah, whatever. And it's just, it's very like it feels like you're sitting down with like an older sister, mm-hmm. which is kind of like our brand, which is funny. I think that's why <laughs> I like it. It's like yeah. she's the big sister to our big sisters. Yeah, but she's very like just I don't know like she makes things make sense to me and it's funny because I feel like when you hear something like feminine energy you're Mm -hmm. like oh it's gonna get weird it's gonna be like witchy like whatever (laughs) or you know like I feel like the concept of energy gets people uncomfortable this is something we've talked about a lot in my yoga teacher training because right now we're learning about the chakras Mm mm-hmm or technically chakras. I just can't make myself say it. <laughs> anyway, um, we're learning about that. And that was something I was, like, kind of nervous to learn about almost. Because I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, right. it seems a little spooky. Just, you know, I wasn't raised thinking about my chakras. And yeah. so it was different for me. But it's really been so interesting to me how, like, the principles that I've been learning in my yoga training about chakras Mm -hmm. and the things that she says about feminine energy they are not out of alignment with the things that i've been taught that are within like my worldview right especially coming from like kind of a churchy background Mm -hmm. i was like oh is this gonna be something that like totally shakes up my belief system i don't know and it's not like it confirms all the things and i was even telling michael the other day like you kind of mentioned earlier like when you were growing up you never really heard about like a Mm. lot of this stuff yeah and like you and I have spoken a lot with each other about like how we feel like we were raised to be like very strong very independent yeah and this is in no way saying that we're not those things or that we don't want to be those things right but I think because of that and because like we grew up in the like girl boss era Mm -hmm. like I don't need a man men are trash blah 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 right I was like a little scared that feminine energy talk was going to push more of that like agenda. Yeah. Yeah. But it honestly like helped me understand the concept. And I'm like even kind of scared to say this because I'm not like, you know, informed or educated enough to like give a real talk on it. But yeah, I'll just be real with you guys. Like where I'm at kind of in my process of learning Mm -hmm. the concept of submission to your husband was very hard for me. Yeah. And I know we're not like a, church or like bible podcast so i'm not really gonna get into it but like chelsea and i are christian and so Mm -hmm. that's something that like we've kind of learned about especially you know being married and like something that it's talked about in a lot of church environments and it's just never honestly sat well with me like that was because the the environments we grew up in not that we're in now but like in our past have been like Submission means to shut up and sit in the corner. Right. Like, my first church experience was, like, women should not speak 
to men unless spoken to. Right, (laughs) right. Very much so. Like, should never be able to, like, preach or educate or anything a man. And so I think because of that context, like, the word submission made me bristle. Mm -hmm. And even, like, in our premarital counseling, I was like, I'm good with everything except this whole, like, submit to my husband thing. Right. We can just skip that one. Right. Like, if I can just pick and choose. And honest to God, like, I have heard so many sermons on it. I've been to so many women's nights and right. women's conferences and marriage blah, 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 marriage conferences. Yeah. And whenever it comes up, I'm just kind of like, okay, yes, yes, moving yep. on. Yep. And the way Monica explains it in her, like, the podcast is called Feminine is F. Like, it's not a Christian podcast no. by any means. Um, but she does have an episode called, like, I think it's called, like, Church Hurt or something, and then, like, the difference between God and religion, and I do want to listen to it. That would be good. I'd be interested to hear her perspective. Anyway, the stuff that she says about feminine energy and masculine energy Mm -hmm. made me understand submission. Yes. Like, it it literally clicked for me. Michael and I had one of the best conversations we ever had. I sat on the kitchen counter, and I, like, cried because I was like, I finally understand, and it felt so freeing. Mm-hmm. To understand and realize, like, oh, that works for me. Like, yeah. I agree with that. That feels right to me. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like... And I want to say, no one in my, like, current church life has ever been like, <laughs> you are your husband's slave. No, <laughs> like, that, that is, is not how no. it's communicated at all. They communicate it beautifully, and it makes perfect sense to most people but me. But I'm just broken. So it just took me a little longer than mm. other people to get it. Yeah, I think what I've learned from listening to the podcast and like seeing other content related to this is the idea of it's okay to be soft yes because that is never something i've allowed myself to be Mm -hmm. and even well because if you're soft then you're vulnerable yes and you're weak and like women are just gonna always be physically weaker than men Mm that's just like how it is doesn't even matter how much i go to the gym like so the idea of being soft is not celebrated Mm -hmm. and it's like i need to be firm like almost like this idea of being a bitch is celebrated yeah and like that's what a strong woman is is a bitch cold yeah and it's like i that's not i i don't want to be that i don't want to be that version of a woman like i want to be warm and loving inviting and like i want to care about people's emotions and like and i think for me that's what being soft is it's like a really dumb analogy but like something that it made sense for me is like when Drew and I want to go buy a car I'm not going to be able to be the one that negotiates because I'm going to be too emotional and like I'm going to like not want to hurt the other person's feelings and like they're just trying to make a sale this guy needs to put food on his table yes like what if he has kids what if he has a kid in the hospital (laughs) what if he's taking care of his great-grandparents I want to pay more for the car. Yes. Like, yes, because yes. you're thinking emotionally because that's how our energies were designed to. Whereas yeah. Drew is very, like, matter of the fact, straight to the point. He doesn't mind being blunt and, like, and not saying that, like, girls can't negotiate and only men can't. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, but no. it's, like, in our relationship, that is a better use of his, like, masculine energy yeah. and, like, a better use of my, like, feminine energy. Yeah. Well, and I think, like, we can operate out of masculine energy and it serves us well. Like, yeah. This is one of the biggest things Michael and I talked about. Like, and it's so funny. I just feel like all of these pieces of my life are coming into alignment mm. where I'm learning about and talking about these things in so many different areas. Right. So, like, the first weekend of my yoga teacher training, we talked about 
like yin and yang and feminine masculine energy and the attributes of both and they both have like positive and negative attributes like Mm -hmm. masculine energy is very like commanding where like they can command a presence they can command a room and they can like command people you know right and it's very like it can be aggressive and assertive and it can be persuasive and it like it's very protective and dominant Mm -hmm. and feminine energy is very like nurturing and creative and flowing and soft and generous and like and you know they both have tons more and positive and negative right but it's not to say that we can't operate in masculine energy but it's about balance so it's like if I am gonna go to my employer and like ask for a raise I'm going to operate out of more masculine energy because Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be pitching myself I mean like this is what I've done for you and this is what I think I deserve yeah. And that is more of a masculine thing. Or like right. if you need to someday stand up for Blair to a teacher or for a schoolyard sure. bully or something, that's going to be more of your masculine energy because you're going right. to be protective and assertive. But if you're operating so much out of masculine energy, like, and I think about myself in this way a lot, like yeah. I tend to be very like controlling, very like, this is what I want when I want it, how I want it. Yeah. And there are places and times for that but if you live in that all the time then like you are going to be out of balance yep like you need to come back and balance for us is me for me and we can figure out yours but like for me a balance is like being more feminine energy than masculine like it's not like they're i'm 50 50 each of them Mm -hmm. it's like no i'm probably going to live more in like an 80 20 world like yeah i'm 80 percent of the time need to be softer and have like carry that feminine energy and there's probably like 20 percent of my life that I need to step into like that more of like a masculine energy right and one thing she talked about on the podcast which I think is very interesting and you guys should just go listen to it but she said a lot of women start operating out of masculine energy due to one like a lack of masculine energy around them or mm-hmm. a trauma and I'm like yes this makes so much sense of like if you have any sort of raised without a father your parents got divorced you had something terrible happen to you like it's going to be natural for you to be in more of a masculine energy out of self-preservation and that's not wrong and like that's how you've seen it done yes that was something michael and i talked about like he wasn't like oh good i'm glad you figured this out now like be soft (laughs) and be my wife he was like well yeah that makes sense like your parents got divorced when you were little your Mm -hmm. mom was single so you saw your mom doing everything by herself so of course like you know, I don't want to say like my natural inclination, but I think like a learned habit that I had was like, oh, I don't need you to do that for me. I can do it for myself. Right. Not because I didn't want him to, but just that's what I learned. Yeah. And so, but just because you learn something a certain way doesn't mean that that's the healthiest way for you to operate. Yep. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's kind of scary to say, but I think Drew and I's marriage works best when I truly am dependent on him. And for me, that's terrifying because anytime I've depended on someone in my life, they've let me down. Mm. Like I depended on my parents and like they got a divorce. Like, Mm. and obviously like there's whole other layers to all of that. But like when you've depended on people in your life and they've hurt you, you've just choose to not depend on people anymore. And like, that's where it comes like, no, I'm independent. I can do it myself. Like I don't need this person to provide for me. I don't need them to protect me. And I'm actually over here shouting from the rooftops, like, Drew, I want you yeah. to protect me because, like, 
to be honest, I can't protect myself as best as, like, he could protect me. Yeah. And it's, like, choosing to, one, give him the space to do that and, like, be that masculine energy in our family. Yes. And then, two, giving myself the space to, like, be soft. And I've recognized, like, for me, being soft is being truly aligned with my emotions mm. and expressing them and, like, like it's not bad to cry. Like, yeah. it's not bad to cry. It's not bad to, like... Like, Drew and I are thinking about moving, and even though we all know I don't like the house that I'm in, even, like, when I think about that, though, there's a part of me that gets really sad because I'm like, this is Blair's first house. Like, Mm -hmm. is she going to be sad to move? And, like, is she going to miss her room? And, like, I get very emotional about it. And instead of just, like, shoving that down and thinking, no, logistically, it's going to be better for a family, I'm like, no, I'm going to, like, feel that. Like, I need to feel that sadness because that's the nurture part of myself coming out wanting to like nurture and care for my own daughter's emotions and if I ignore that then you know if you continue ignoring those things eventually you become numb and then I won't be able to operate as easily in that in the future yeah and when you operate out of your feminine energy I think you said it so well like I think operating out of your feminine energy is just leaning into what comes naturally for you Mm -hmm. and not necessarily what's learned. So not leaning into your trauma response like we've already talked about or not leaning into like, well, I'm just going to take care of this myself because I have to. I think when you're in a like healthy place and a healed place, whether you're single or in a relationship and you learn how to live out that feminine energy then that makes space, especially in a marriage, for masculine energy. Because that's something Michael and I talked about too, is like when I'm not in a healthy place, which we know I wasn't for a a minute, (laughs) when I'm not healthy, I operate more out of masculine energy. And when I do that, then there are two alphas in our house. And I'm not saying like, I just, I feel like me a year ago would have been like, what is this crack of shit you're talking about? Like, quit it. (laughs) But... It's true. Like, yeah. there, there there, can't be two alphas, and that's when we butt heads. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying, like, that Michael's an alpha male and I, like, and he controls me. It's not no. that at all. It's that he leads me out of a place of protection. Mm-hmm. And like, love. And love. And, yeah. like, provision. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm trying to be in charge and trying to be an alpha, then instead of one person leading and another person benefiting from that leadership and supporting, mm-hmm. you have two people trying to lead who might be trying to lead differently and then there's conflict. Yep. But when I operate out of feminine energy, then we're in balance. Mm-hmm. And it's like this thing where I feel like so many and I'm not trying to like, you know, down talk women, obviously. No. But I do think there are a lot of women who are like men are trash like where are all the good men like I want a man who will lead me but then when a man tries to lead you're like don't tell me what to do you're not in charge of me you're not the boss of me right and even the other day like Michael and I had a conversation where I like told him about something and he was like yeah I like I think it'd be best actually if you did it this way like I'd really appreciate this instead and two years ago that would have made me bristle like I might have I'm not saying we would have gotten a fight in a, a fight about it, but it would have been crunchy for you. Yeah, it would yes. have felt crunchy. Whereas this time, I was like, oh, like I really appreciate you being honest with me about like your expectation of me because right. that lets me know like I can be honest with you about my expectation of you. Yeah. So if I expect you to lead me, and if I expect to be able to trust you, mm-hmm. then I have to be willing to follow, right. and I have to be willing to trust you. Yeah. And I can't just say like lead me and then walk the opposite way and try to drag you behind me. <laughs> right. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. I, so we all know I'm on this like homemaker leaning into my motherhood. Like I want to make my own pasta sauces type vibe. Yeah. And 
that is directly goes against for some reason this thought that i have so i can only describe it in two days ago uh, my mom took blair for the day and so it was just during i at the house i didn't have a lot of work to do so i'm like i'm gonna deep clean i'm gonna do a whole bunch of laundry like i'm gonna reset my house like this is my moment blair's not here i can focus on it and he was like at work and i was like doing a whole bunch of chores and like he walked up to me like gave me a hug and he was like wow like we're like such like a good like like cute marriage team like i'm working and you're doing the house chores and there was a like my initial response back to that was being appalled mm-hmm. i was like how dare you say this is this is the right thing that i'm supposed to be doing like yeah. you should get your butt up here and do laundry obviously drew does so many chores like yeah. he does do a lot of housework he's not like he honestly sometimes probably does more than me but like I was so instinctually like appalled mm-hmm. at that he would say that. And then I was like, wait, this is what I want. Yeah. I want you to provide for me. I want you to protect me. I want you to lead our family. And I want to take care of our family in these other ways. And yeah. like I had to, in a split of a second, like change my mindset. But it's not something that we, like you said, grew up hearing or yeah. even something that society like says today. Like even though maybe more people are talking about it. It's still not the instinctual, like, response of society. Like, if Drew would have, we would have been around anyone else, they would have been like, don't tell a woman to stay in a kitchen, you know? Right. And And it's it's like, like, it's not celebrated to, I mean, I feel like people have been talking about this a lot more, but again, I don't think it's quite mainstream yet. Like, it's not celebrated to want to be soft. It's only celebrated to want to be, like, a C-suite exec or like mm-hmm. a badass or like a you know start your own business or like work your way up Arbon. like there's right. just no room it feels like for for a woman to say like you know what I actually I really want my husband to like provide for us and I would love to be a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. or a part-time whatever or even if you don't want to have kids like yeah I just think it's been so glorified this like grind 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 hustle culture like yep. make your own way be your own woman and you can be your own woman and not, like... Own a business. Yeah, and not, like, make the Forbes 500 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can... Yeah. I just... I think it's really beautiful. And Michael and I had this conversation the other night. Like, not everyone is going to be a millionaire. And For it's nice sure. to, like, dream about your life. But at the same time, there's something really beautiful about saying, like, you know what I want? Like, I want our family's needs to be met. And I want us to have great friendships and a... like a beautiful comfortable home that we love being in yeah and like a community that we love being a part of and I want us to be fulfilled in our careers and not like stress about trying to outshine everyone else yeah and I think that's just like it's just nice it just just takes the pressure off it's like oh I can be soft and like Mm -hmm. I can submit to my husband even though that is like hard for me still to say but it makes sense when I think of it that way like yeah I can trust my husband to lead, mm-hmm. and I, it's not saying that you'll never lead him. Like, you lead in other ways, but yes. it's just, I don't know. I think, like, finding that balance and being healthy and just, even outside of marriage. Like, if you're not married, it's not even about the marriage aspect of the feminine and masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just find out who you are outside of this whole like hustle grind culture for sure you know what I mean yeah and I think it's been really beautiful to see people embrace that especially this summer with like the Barbie movie and like Taylor Swift and like 
all this stuff. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like girlhood is having a resurgence. Yeah, it And is. people are just like, oh, I actually love being a woman. Like, I love being a girl. I love things that are pretty. Mm-hmm. I actually love the color pink. I don't yeah, hate it. right. You know, like I told everyone <laughs> I did in middle school. Like, I actually love the color pink or whatever it is. Like, I think it's just beautiful to be happy with who you are. Mm-hmm. All of this to say, I think you have to value your softness first mm-hmm. before you can expect like other people to value it the same way. So like like I talked about my emotions, uh Drew's a very like analytical, logistical thinker and so like when we're talking about moving, he's like what's the square footage? How much a month is it going to be? blah blah blah. And like that's really great and I'm glad he's thinking about those things, but I'm like what's the layout between the kitchen and the living room? Yeah. And will there be carpet for Blair so she won't hit her head or is it going to be like tile? Like and I'm thinking Where about like about the golden hour light filter <laughs> in. <laughs> right. But I think like both of those things have their place right. and I've leaned out of more of a masculine energy more towards like the stuff that Drew cares about thinking like oh, that's, like, that's responsible. Right. And then I found, like, no, my environment and the feeling that I bring is is important, too. And so I've had to learn how to, like, value my emotions to be, like, I'm playing this part of, like, bringing an emotional side to things, bringing a more of a feeling side to things, a nurturing side to things. And that is valued exactly the same as a masculine energy like yeah there's not like the in the value market they're the same Mm -hmm. they bring two totally different things and so i've had to really challenge myself in being like the softness matters and like the emotions matter like the kindness matters and that is um hard to do but if you don't value it first yourself you can't expect other people to value it like you have to be the biggest cheerleader and supporter of it and then you know people will value it but if you just go around telling people value this value this but you don't stick up for it or you don't act in that way yeah or embody it or yeah no one's gonna know what it means like we could sit here and talk for another hour about like feminine energy be soft but if we don't learn how to live that out for ourselves like no one's gonna see it no and so like really it's kind of pointless to talk about it because it's like (laughs) I don't want people to listen to my podcast and then be like well now I have to be soft I better go put a bow in my hair like that's not what I'm saying I'm saying like I want to live that kind mm-hmm. of life to where my friends are like, oh my gosh, you seem so much more joyful. Like, mm-hmm. what's different about you? And then I can say like, oh, I actually realized that I don't have to control every aspect of my life. Yeah. And I have a partner who's yeah. really good at that and he can help yeah. me. And I, now I'm just letting him help me. Yeah. You know, I also think it's important to say, like you were talking about how Drew's like very analytical and all about the logistics and mm-hmm. you're very like emotional and things like that. And I don't necessarily think that those have to be, like, masculine and feminine. Like, mm-hmm. Michael and I had a conversation the other night where we were talking about, like, some dreams we have for the future. Right. And Michael's a creative by nature. Like, he yeah. very much is, like, he casts vision. And that's just what he's so good at. And mm-hmm. so he was talking to me about this dream that he has. And he was casting vision for it and going into all the little details. And, like, imagine how amazing this would be. Kind of like your example of, like, what's the layout? Right. You know, like that's kind of what he was talking about and I started to feel really anxious Mm -hmm. and I was like hey I need you to know like I'm feeling a little scared and a little anxious right now and I want to appreciate this vision you're casting and I want to appreciate this dream that you're sharing with me yeah but before I can appreciate those details I need you to tell me how it's logistically gonna work like I need you to tell me like what would this cost 
how are we going to save up for this? How are we going to, like, how is, how will we move forward? Mm-hmm. You know, how will this help our marriage or our family in 10 years? Like, I right. need those bullet points to cross off before I can appreciate, like, the, the fun of stuff. It. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, like, it's not the, because I'm more logistic. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a logistical person, you too. You are, too, yes. But for me, I think what I was meaning was more of, like, when Drew thinks about a place of that's how he thought was like these are the bare like these are the things we need to meet for our family like for our budget for right. our blah 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 whatever and then it was dreaming from there whereas I think it's yeah you have to understand how your personality right. plays into it as well because it's not about the personality trait like in my example the feminine and masculine energy was like Michael was being masculine in that he was like describing how he wants to lead us somewhere he's right. like this is where I want to take you this is yeah. the journey I want to take us on like, I want you to come with me. Right. And my feminine energy was coming out where I was vulnerable with him. And I was like, hey, I need to feel protected and I need to feel secure. Can you right. help me? And can you lay out these things that will help me feel safe? Right. And then he did that. So yeah. it's not like, I don't want anyone listening to feel like if you're more of a type A analytical, logistical person, mm-hmm. you're not feminine. Because like, hey, that's me and Chelsea. You're in For great company. Sure. So that's not a masculine trait. The feminine and masculine of it is, like, how are you responding to that? Yep. Like, are you responding with a place of, like, anger, aggression? Are you like, whoa, 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 stop talking. Like, I need to get this under control, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Are you saying, like, hey, I'd feel more supported if you could do this for me. Can you help me? Right. Can you make me feel safe in this way? And so, but that's not how I would have approached it a year ago. A year ago, I would have freaked out. I'm like, whoa, pump the brakes. Like, nope. (laughs) Show me the bank account before (laughs) you do any of this. Like, I need to be in control. Which I still will ask, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's more about the response. Yep. And like, are you responding from a place of aggression and like, mm-hmm. I'm going to take control of this. I'm going to be protecting myself. Empower, yeah. Yeah. Or are you asking for help? Are you saying like, I want you to protect me. I want you to provide for me. Mm-hmm. I need that to be known. And that looks different for everyone. Like the podcast Chelsea and I are talking about the feminine is F1 with Monica. Mm-hmm. She gave an example, which I told Chelsea about today, where she says, she never opens a door for herself. Right. Like, her fiancé opens every door for her, and if he forgets, she just stands there and waits. That's And then savage. he's like, oh, I'm sorry, and he grabs the door for her. Right. And that might not be for everyone. Like, I don't think that's for me. I'll let you know if that changes. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I think I'm just more efficiency-minded. I'm like, I'm just going to open the door and keep walking because I have right. somewhere to be. But that might work for you. Like, I think it's about finding the little things in your life or if you're in a relationship, in your relationship that can... Mm-hmm help you embody that feminine and masculine energy yeah i've loved this chat me too chelsea and i've been talking about this for weeks and we have episodes coming down the pipeline that are more about this about female friendships mm-hmm. girlhood embracing all those things and yep. i just it makes me so happy to be a big sister and not a big brother because <laughs> <laughs> i love being a woman we'll see you guys next time bye bye